Welcome to Seeing God, a podcast where we hear the stories of people who see God in each other. We'll hear from parents and their children, students and their teachers, and friends who are like family to learn how they see God in their relationships. I'm Maddie, and this is my mom. Hi, I'm Queenie. And this is Seeing God. There's this really great scripture verse. It's John chapter 15, verse 14. Mm -hmm. It says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And a big part, again, of religion class in the past about three years, I've noticed, is the idea of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like, that you're like, oh my God, that's, I see God in them. They're doing good. They're doing, bringing heaven on earth. To me, time is such a hot commodity. Yes. Like, time is so <laughs> precious. And when I see, you know, people donating or volunteering time, like, that's so powerful to me. And so, you know, one example, one person particularly pops up into my head, Mrs. Peraz, right? Your eighth grade religion teacher. Yes. Right? We've become such close friends, right? Yeah. Again, she's almost like family now. I was right? going to say, she's one of those people that we've, like, grown close to over the years. She's definitely a faith model for me. Yes, right? And and just to have, now to have met her family and she has met our family, like, this, this closeness and this bond is so solid mm-hmm. and when i see her in action i'm i just want to hug I'm her in awe. Say, yeah <laughs> she literally is just sacrifice right and i think another one of the points that you said was selfless doing it for the good of doing it not doing it for the recognition mm-hmm. and i think that's something i've definitely seen in you and like learned from you yeah you might not really want to do it and again it <laughs> might take up that time but I think the end result is it's so nice to see people genuinely happy that somebody's helping them. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And because I know God is listening, I have to admit, there are times when it's like, well, it's a little Catholic guilt. There, <laughs> there are pieces of Catholic guilt. There, in it's there. a healthy dose of Catholic guilt. Just a little honesty, right? It was definitely hard to learn, I'm going to be honest. Because, um, you know, around like seventh, eighth grade, everything I was doing was, I can put this on my resume. High schools are going to love this. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I'm exhausted by the end of it. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't get anything. Like, it didn't help me. I don't yeah. feel good after it. I don't know if I genuinely helped those mm-hmm. people. Now, working with the Center for Faith Justice <laughs> is, it's really helped me, again, learn that idea of selflessness and just, you know, seeing everything firsthand and knowing what I'm doing is making a difference and which is, you know, it's what God wanted. He wanted us to help those who need it. Right. And it's amazing to see that that transition, right? How once your perspective changes, you just feel that, yes. that difference, right? It's not, okay, I got to get this on my resume. Yes. This is another thing I have to do. Once that perspective changed, it was you felt it. Right. You felt it internally, like emotionally. um, And it just felt more powerful. Right. Yes. I started realizing, right, when you had that transition, right, when your perspective Mm -hmm. started to change, where you started kind of 
started opening up to accept that yes this is service because of you love it not because oh i gotta do this yeah. <laughs> what was that what was that transition for you like Ooh. do you do you remember like a specific moment where it just kind of that light bulb went off or was it a series of things i don't think i would be able to pinpoint the transition of me doing service because I needed it to doing mm-hmm. it because I loved it. Okay. I think it was definitely, like you said, a series of events, mm-hmm. probably beginning with uh, Center for Faith Justice, their program Next Level. They brought it to our parish and mm-hmm. it brought five youth together and we made what's called a passion project. Right. You know, and you were our mentor and we loved it. <laughs> our passion project is peace of mind. It stands for prevention, education, awareness and community engagement. Our, re- our main goal here is really just to bring mental health advocacy to the youth. Right. And it's really brought me closer to the parish because before that, I really had no involvement. There weren't much youth resources available. Mm-hmm. And especially once I graduated eighth grade, I was out of the school. So it made it even harder to connect with the parish. There's not a lot of high school programs. And then working with CFJ just on their retreats and with their service project, they really taught me about understanding and appreciating service because mm. again it used to be something to put on a list and you know make me look good i'll admit it but now it's not about that it's not about me looking good it's about me helping others genuinely and like really wanting to make an impact yeah and it's funny that you brought up the center for faith justice that next level program mm-hmm. because i was going to say what what i saw in your transition right when that perspective kind of changed was when you know when next level came you know i remember that breaking that first breaking bread event where we met you know we met susan we met mrs paraz and all the other team members and specifically you know we were given i think susan had given us this icebreaker right she gave us these little index cards and we had to write down what we were passionate about like if we were able to change one thing what would it be right so here i am writing i want to change homelessness (laughs) i want to you know all these grand um, aspirations right these huge things and i was so curious to see what everybody was going to say and at the end of it you know we we didn't really you know follow up on it until later right at at the retreat and at the retreat I was floored like I broke <laughs> down in tears when they said to us that the majority of the cards that came in that if they were able to change one thing what would it be and it was adolescent mental health yes that brought me to tears at that moment I, I I'm a grown woman I was <laughs> a room full of people but I still cried because here I'm thinking oh these kids are gonna write about you know saving puppies saving or puppies. you know or working at a food pantry but you guys had this fire this fuel right inside of you for adolescent mental health and collectively you guys didn't know each other nope. right you, all five of you guys nobody knew each other just by you know maybe at, at school it's passing in the halls yeah yeah but collectively you guys said mental health for, for adolescent and that was just i was blown away yeah so you know when colleen when mrs paraz approached me about joining as a mentor for peace of mind 
Again, I, I tell her this all the time. There was a small piece of, of Catholic guilt. It's healthy. It's healthy. <laughs> and, you know, you can never say no to Mrs. Cross. <laughs> but, you know, a big piece of it was that I was just so proud of you guys mm-hmm. that I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part yeah. of that movement, that team, to be able to say, hey, look, we need to address this mental health mm-hmm. problem amongst teenagers. And what I also thought was so phenomenal was that it wasn't just that that you guys actually brought in the idea of this intergenerational piece right where it wasn't just about the teenagers of the church but somehow you guys wanted to to include different generations of the parish to include them Mm -hmm. so again that just sorry i'll I'll (laughs) get off my soapbox but that was just to me absolutely huge transition yes we talk about it a lot the team and i because you know five teenagers i wasn't even a teenager by then. yeah you were finishing seventh grade yeah (laughs) we talk about it a lot like these five kids who don't know each other from a hole in the wall Mm -hmm. and we all sat down unanimously each one of us wrote youth mental health yeah and a lot of people when i tell them about our project adults are just again they're floored they have no idea that we would even be interested in this that those that youth mental health was even a thing yeah um which again is why we're doing what we're doing a lot of people don't see that the youth actually have something to say they're just people won't listen because we're youth we're unexperienced Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we don't have input absolutely and i think that's what we're doing with that intergenerational piece we know like the youth have ideas. So we were like, okay, the adults probably have ideas. The older people in the parish could definitely help us, and we want to bring them in to form that bond. Mm. So for you, what made you begin your journey into Catholicism? In all honesty, it truly began with you, because when Daddy and I got married and then we had you, one of the things that popped up was how we're going to raise you like what you know we want you to to embrace that gift of faith mm-hmm. but i had this because i wasn't catholic yeah that's what i was wondering right um so i had this almost like this fear of how am i going to be a role model in in this faith if i'm not catholic myself right mm-hmm. so daddy and i talked about it and we actually i went through the rcia program okay and afterwards you know um I received baptism and confirmation <laughs> as a as an adult. And that to me was just so I don't know, I, I I think it was just so profound for me because it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm I'm going to be part of this this community and to be part of this faith journey for you. And I think there's also this this component of of love in that conversation, mm-hmm. right? To say, oh my gosh, you know, we can have these conversations about our faith. Yes. And and I don't know, like, I don't want to get mushy, but it just makes it like, oh, my gosh, there's so much love here in yes. this room. It seems, like, for me, faith seems like such a personal thing. Exactly. So when I go and I'm comfortable talking to other people about it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you get me. I get you. Right. <laughs> On the same, wa- same wavelength here. Absolutely. Yes. Nice. So where do you believe your faith comes from? Because we're talking about how, like, we have this strong foundation there's a constant open communication about it, but where do you think it stems from? So I feel like my faith really stems from this gift, right? Like 
I truly believe that, you know, faith is not something that you just open a book and say, okay, you know, this is, it's here in the text, right? It's an experience. And to me, you know, just having that idea that led me to RCIA, to Mm -hmm. the Catholic faith, like, I felt like that transition was truly a gift, like given to me out of nowhere, right? Like God was just like, you're ready for this, (laughs) you know? And, and that's where, you know, I feel like, that's where it came from. Yeah. Right? It, it truly boils down to it was a gift from God. Yes. You can't just like open a Bible, read this passage and oh, right. take it to heaven. Yeah. And I don't know. And that's just how I see it. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. You know, of course, there are days when I'm like, you know, I take it for granted. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, now, especially if having conversations like this, it makes me feel grounded and it makes me feel grateful right? Yeah, to, to be gifted with that mm-hmm. and that's I mean that's good to recognize for a lot of years for me I went through again you know born Catholic I went through this phase of this is just something I do I go to this place for mm-hmm. an hour every Sunday <laughs> listen to them talk about the man in the sky <laughs> <laughs> but now just like looking back on it and like thinking about all the people that have helped me now realize what my faith is, I, you know, truly and firmly stand by the fact that my faith comes from others. Yeah. And, you know, just going back to, to what you're saying, right, about, you know, how initially it was like, okay, you know, we have to be at this place for an hour. Yep. And I think, you know, there are times where that was when, that was my worry initially, right? Like if you had questions about faith, I wouldn't be able to answer that or yeah. I wouldn't have a community you know, with me that that can help me answer that for you. And so that's why, you know, I think this whole journey was just, I don't know, it's just amazing. (laughs) How do you see me as a religious role model? How do I see you as a religious role model? Okay. When I was younger, I distinctly remember this one day. I did. (laughs) It's not bad. I just didn't. I just, you know, I was young. I just didn't want to wake up for church. And I remember you saying, no, we have to go to church. We have to give thanks. And I was like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Like, you know, as a kid, I didn't understand this. And I still, you know, I randomly think about that day, like in religion class where we'll be talking about something deep and I'll be like, oh, my God. My mom, I that was God speaking through my mom. So that's a lot of what my faith has become for me is just giving thanks and recognizing what God has given me. Mm. And I think that's really what keeps... And just as a side note, I do want to share, I thought you said you were going to bring up that time where I think you were four. Um, oh, no. Something <laughs> happened. I don't know what you did, but I come in into your room oh, no. and in pencil Madison wrote sorry God on the wall <laughs> and till this day she's now in 10th grade till this day we don't know what she did that she's apologizing nor to do God I for. which means God is all forgiving and all merciful <laughs> I should have taken a picture of it and just kind of I have peace of mind and you know center for faith justice i have saint augustine's Mm -hmm. those are kind of like the roots of my faith they keep me going they're my support systems for you in rcia you were like just starting out as a catholic Mm -hmm. how was that for you just that transition you kind of jumped into catholicism (laughs) there was no like was there a transition period what happened with it i was so scared I right is practicing Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, and then it got to you know as I was older. I as I got older, I just 
I stopped practicing at all. And so when I was going through this, this the RCIA program, I was terrified. I was so scared that I was going to say the wrong thing or, <laughs> you know, not fit in properly or, you know, just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. Do you think, you know, being a practicing Buddhist in the past, do you think that past faith helped you transition into Catholicism? Or, like, did it not have an effect? Because I'm just curious, like, you went from Buddhism and just practicing Buddhism and you had that faith. Mm -hmm. And then there was a period where you weren't practicing and then you went into Catholicism. Were there still, like, roots of faith? And I think part of it is... You know, just as you said that when you were younger, when we took you to church, it was like, oh, my gosh, here's an hour <laughs> that I have to sit here. Right. And I felt like, yeah, I get that because that's how I felt. Right. Mm -hmm. During my time, grandma and grandpa just kind of stopped going to temple. Right. And so I kind of lost that that gift of faith. And then again, as I got older, you know, and I just kind of I didn't identify as Buddhist or any other, you know, religion, but I remember specifically growing up where all of my friends were like, "Oh, thank God. Oh, I'm going to pray to God." And I got I just started getting this? so yeah, I just started getting so curious like, "Huh, what what is that? What does that mean, right?" Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had this one friend, I think I was like in 6th grade and we were petrified for this this test that we were going <laughs> to take and we didn't study for it. Oh no. So, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to go home and pray." So, I was like, "What what, what, yeah, what is that?" And so she told me about it and that night I went home and I <laughs> prayed to God for hours. God, I um, promise. And, you know, I don't remember what happened if I if I failed or flunked, but that wasn't the point. The point was, you know, like that, I think that was just that introduction, right? That seed was planted. Like, yeah. if you're stressed out or if you're worried, right, go pray. Take go pray. See, see if that helps you, right? And for a very long time, even though I, again, I didn't identify as Catholic or Buddhist, I still had that belief of, well, I know God's here. Like yes. if I if I get stressed out, I'll just go pray and yeah. talk to God. So that that was that. But I wasn't officially, you know, Catholic until after I went through that. And you said, um, so you know, the whole prayer before a test thing. Definitely, <laughs> I used to do it a lot. I still do. <laughs> but it kind of developed into a stress relief, just mm, taking yes. all of my worries to God and being like, I know you'll take care of it, but I need you to just listen to me for a sec. <laughs> yes. And you also said, just talking about church, that's how I feel. So we kind of grew in our faith at the same time. Because mm -hmm. like you said, you got into RCIA and Catholicism just when you were thinking about how you're going to raise me. Do you think that made it easier or harder to raise me Catholic? As you're still learning about it, like, how do I also teach this child to follow in my footsteps when I'm still going through it? Right. That's such a great question. Yeah. So there were times where I want to say my immediate answer was I was scared that we were going <laughs> to go through this together because, you know, if you asked me, right, this whole idea of modeling, right, mm -hmm. how was I going to answer some of these questions? But Again, once I went through that RCIA program and I met this brand new family that I had at yes. church, right, it was 
it was more exciting to me to be able to go through this faith journey with you, right? Kind of like, okay, we can, we got this. We're going to do this together, right? If we don't know, then we're just going to have that open conversation. We're going to ask and we'll get, you know, whatever answers that we need to get. So I think that piece of us going through this together was much more beneficial for me. Like it made my journey that much, that much more positive, right? I wasn't, I wasn't scared as scared or like felt so isolated yes so yeah absolutely i think you know going through learning so many of this 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 about faith together just really you know helped us and i think it helped us in our bond too absolutely right it it made us closer yeah Uh, that i'm gonna bring it back to that sharing uh sharing faith and that you're you know you're just talking with people and you're sharing about your faith and you don't recognize god is right there with you yeah until you're like until it's over and you're like oh my goodness that was god yeah. and i'm like having that moment now like as we're talking about our faith journeys it's like oh my god you were god yeah i said that to you <laughs> that's that's what was happening that's the role model of faith that i saw was truly god in you yes absolutely and sometimes it's it's like you said right we don't see it Yes. until later we're like oh my gosh yes. right hold on <laughs> Inside is 2020 yes absolutely absolutely yeah 